Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we have the honor of sitting down with Greg Davis. Greg is a pastor, Bible teacher, and author who is no stranger to adversity. Today, we'll be discussing concepts from his new book, Standing Strong in the Storm, and he'll be sharing some powerful insights and lessons learned from the many storms he and his family have had to overcome. So, without further ado, let's get started. We are back for another Avail Leadership Podcast episode right here with the best leaders in this nation, a lot of leaders from around the globe, today is not going to disappoint. We are with none other than Pastor Greg Davis. We're going to be talking about his new book. It's going to be a good time. Leaders, pastors, lean in because we are going to learn, we are going to grow, and we are going to get encouraged today. Pastor Greg, it is good to have you in the Avail House here with our viewers and listeners. How does it feel to be on Avail? Well, I'm very excited to, to be on the podcast today and uh, and I'm just uh, excited about what God is doing. He's doing some amazing things. Yeah, he definitely is. I- I'm excited, uh, Pastor Greg, because your new book, Standing Strong in the Storm, Cultivating Resilience in Times of Trouble, is I think it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those books that everybody needs, not to mention leaders and pastors, because in life there are storms. I know we're going to hear a little bit more about your story and your family, but before we jump into the into the heart of the conversation and your book, can you just uh, share with the Avail listeners and viewers a little bit about who Greg Davis is and where you are, what you do, and, and uh, how you got here? Okay. Um, I've uh, Nancy and I, my wife Nancy and I, uh, have been in ministry together now for 37 years. And through that time period, for the first 13 years, we were youth pastors and and worship leaders and uh, those kind of things. For the last 25 years, I've been a lead pastor uh, at Cornerstone Church in South Haven, Mississippi, which is a suburb of Memphis. And uh, and so uh, during that time, the Lord has really blessed our church, and we've seen exponential growth. We've uh, planted an extra campus, uh, actually 100 miles away. That was definitely not textbook, <laughs> uh, but it went fantastically. And, uh, and so, uh, we're just, uh, you know, Nancy and I are part of our unique story. And I'll say this real quick. Um, we have been together, uh, actually we just celebrated our 41st wedding wow. anniversary and, uh, hopefully you're sitting there going, wow, you can't be that old. Uh, but, uh, anyhow, uh, but interestingly enough, uh, last Valentine's day was the 51st anniversary of the first time I gave her a Valentine's card because wow. we've been sweethearts since the second grade. And, uh, and so, uh, anyway, but uh, we have two grown kids and God is, uh, God has been really good to us. We've, we, you're, we're going to get into the story. We've been through a major amount of adversity, but God is good. And he is a master of all the storms we'll ever go through. I love this. I love for all, all of our avail family to just lean in and learn from pastors like yourself, Greg, that, that I have not only been in ministry for, for many, many years, but but have stories. You have stories, you have experience, and you have life lessons that 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 can help us on our journeys as well. So today we're going to talk about your your book. Uh, this is your first book. I know there's more books coming, uh, but this is your first book, Standing Strong in the Storm. Um, uh, can you just maybe just share a little bit what what inspired you to write this book specifically? Right. Um, what's the heart behind Standing Strong in the Storm? 
Yeah. Well, uh, essentially, this book uh, was inspired by our life story. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I can kind of give you a, a very, very short Cliff Notes version of that. Yeah. But uh, during the time that we have been in ministry, our family has navigated uh, about a dozen life-threatening health issues. Hmm. Uh, my son, when he was born, was born with five heart defects, and uh, he had his first heart surgery when he was seven days old. Wow! He's had uh, through through his life, but before he was, by the time he was seventeen years old, he had had six open heart surgeries. Wow! And uh, and a bunch of other heart procedures, and he's had more heart procedures since then, but not open heart surgeries. When he was two, my wife Nancy, uh, my lifelong sweetheart, hmm. almost died. From an autoimmune disease. Wow. And uh, she was off and on bedridden for about six months. It was about six months before the doctors would even admit to her that they thought she was going to survive. Wow. And so very precarious, took years for her to recover. And uh, and then so after that, we decided, we prayed and wanted to expand our family. And we, we asked the Lord uh, what to do. And he led us to adopt a baby girl from China. And uh, so the, that's a long story, but I'll shorten it. Um, the Lord ordered our steps to lead us to the exact girl that was supposed to be our daughter. She was one year and two weeks old when they placed her in our arms. Hmm. And, uh, and 30 days after we got back from China with her, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. Hmm. And so we went through the whole St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, chemo, radiation. She had less than a 15% chance of even living, virtually zero chance of a real normal life. They told us she would probably never walk, talk, maybe even feed herself, all that kind of stuff. Wow. Uh, and then we've had uh, some other little scares in there too. And then about a year ago, I almost died of a massive heart attack. Uh, they almost lost me twice that night. And, uh, and uh, then uh, about three months after that, I was diagnosed with two brain aneurysms. And so all of everything that I just talked about has happened while we've been in ministry. And 75% of it has happened while we've been pastoring a growing church. Wow. And so going through all of these storms in life has basically the lessons that God has taught us, the, the way that he has helped us to navigate adversity has given us a passion to want to encourage and equip people who are going through the worst times of their life and who are navigating adversity that they don't think they're going to make it through hmm. because the Lord has showed us that he can get us through every storm. And so that's our passion is to help people, to encourage people, and to share the lessons that God taught us that have, have brought us through everything that we have been through. And so that's the core of the book. Man, this, I will say this. Yeah. Our story is only about 10%. It's, it's illustrations. Mm -hmm. But the book itself is all the lessons that God taught us from the scriptures wow. that helped us to not only survive, but thrive. You know, you know, you mentioned something, Pastor Greg. First of all, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being willing to, to do this. I think that's definitely kind of a, a maybe a God calling upon you and your family in this season. Sure. Um, you mentioned you've been in, you've been in, you've been in local church ministry over 35 years, uh, uh, including 25 years as lead pastors of a church. Um, and, and yet and yet you've had to face and overcome a significant amount of storms. You know, you know, sometimes you think, wait, wait, we're pastors. This isn't supposed to happen to us, right? We're serving the Lord, right? When we serve the Lord, you don't have to go through this kind of uh, storms in your life. So, so yeah. here's my question. What has the Lord taught you in, in, in all of this? And how do you reconcile this reality? Because I think it's easy for someone um, 
to get bitter, uh, especially saying, Lord, I'm your servant. We're your servants. And, and this is happening to us. I, I'm, I'm just curious to hear, because you, you said to me that you've been, the Lord has taught you a lot through this. So I want to hear a little bit about that. Yes, he has taught us uh, a great deal about it. And, and you're right. What you said was it's easy to get bitter. And, and um, I have struggled with that, mm. literally. I mean, just being transparent. There were many, many times that I, that, you know, the only word in my mind was why? Yeah. You know, I, Lord, I'm trying to serve you. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fulfill the call on my life. And, and why are you allowing all this? And, you know, the things we just talked about, you know, uh, anybody that's been in ministry knows that there is adversity that you're going to go through when you are leading people in a church. Yeah. Uh, and so everything we just talked about didn't have any is not even on the list of the stuff that happens in the church. Right. So, <laughs> and we've had a lot of adversity. That's a whole other list. <laughs> but uh, but you know how uh, so so the Lord basically taught us about navigating adversity His way. You know, some people are are ruined by their storms, and honestly. There were times years ago when I was on the razor's edge of a very dangerous place. Hmm. Uh, some people are ruined by their storms and other people are refined by them. Come on. And so it makes all the difference in the world how you navigate these situations and how we go through them. And so the Lord taught us uh, a lot of a lot of things about that, which I'll be I'll be sharing. But but one of the things is that perspective is absolutely huge because what happens is when we have a crisis in life, if you're a human being and you have a crisis pop up, what do you automatically do? You zoom in yeah. and you zero in on that problem because it has grabbed your attention. And, and that's human nature. That's what we do. But the Lord taught us through this that if we only zoom in on our problem, we, we fail to re recognize the presence of God with us in our fiery furnace. Right. We fail to recognize the, all the blessing of God that is still there in our life. And so we, we learned early on that we couldn't just focus on the crisis. We had to zoom back out and look at the big picture. And, you know, as the old hymn says, count your blessings. <laughs> we had to look at the hand of God that was working in our life in a great positive way. And we literally developed a culture of celebration wow. in our family where the, my, kid, my children were raised in a culture of celebration. And one of the funny stories with that is when my daughter, Anna Grace, uh, was, uh, I think, like in first or second grade, something like that. She had made uh, an A on a test or whatever. And so we picked her up from school. And so she got in. She said, I made 100 on my test. And she said, where are we going for our celebratory dinner? <laughs> wow, that's a big word for a second grader. Uh, but, uh, but they knew that we were going to celebrate every blessing. Hmm. And we learned that we had to gaze at the blessing and glance at the pain. That's good. And, uh, you, you can't act like the pain's not there. We have to acknowledge it, but we can't let it control us. And so that's one of the major lessons that we learned. And also, and that really helped us to maintain uh, through a lot of the years, spiritual health. It's really, really important to stay healthy spiritually. And it's easy to not be healthy spiritually when we have unanswered questions and we're in a storm that God's will led us to. Wow. You know, some storms are of our own brewing. You know, we've all made stupid decisions and made, made dumb decisions and, and, mm -hmm. and calls and has, as a result had problems in our life. But it's harder for us to process as a, as a pastor, as a minister, as somebody who is following the call of God, 
it's harder for us to process when God's plan and his perfect will takes us to the eye of the hurricane. Yeah. Uh, that's harder to process, but God always has a purpose and we have to keep our eye on the big picture. Wow. That's so huge. It's funny. You mentioned that reference of hurricane. I live in South Florida and recently there was a hurricane passing by and that eye can do a lot of damage. Yes. Um, I, I want to say, Pastor Greg, I think, <laughs> I think that, you know, God's grace is evident in your life and in your family. Um, yes. cause, cause I don't think, I don't think that every person, um, or every pastor for that matter can face as many storms and as much as adverse adversity as you have and have this kind of attitude and mentality of being able to <laughs> focus on the, uh, on God and not focus on the problem, uh, gazing at the blessing and, and glancing at the pain. I think usually it's the opposite. I think we want to gaze at the, uh, at the pain and, and just glance at the blessings because we can get, we can get better. So I think you, you, your example is so helpful. Now I want to ask you, um, without giving away the book, obviously the book, I, I think the book goes in depth with, with not only parts of your story, as you mentioned, 10% is a story, but, but a lot of lessons, a lot of lessons from the word yes. of God, biblical yes. lessons, which, which obviously are applicable and relevant to us. Um, what are just a, what are a couple of principles from your book, Standing Strong in the Storm, that you feel, especially we got leaders here connected. This is a veil. We talk leadership. Yes. We talk pastors. We talk ministry, Christian leaders. What are a couple of principles that you think, man, leaders need to know this and embrace these principles? Yes. Well, the I kind of mentioned it as the, the perspective. We have to monitor our mindset. Yeah. And and that's that's my heart right now as far as like that ministering to pastors because um, I mean, I know, you know, I've, 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 I've been doing this a long time and I know the, I know the pain, I know the spiritual warfare. I know the, the, I know what, I, want, I know what the betrayals are like. I know what the abandonment is like by people yeah. that you would never think that they, they would leave you, uh, all those kind of things, but we have to monitor our mindset and, uh, and, and in this, align it with the purpose of God in, in the book, I talk about the mindset of comfort versus combat. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, and the an illustration would be when you go on vacation and, and you kind of you're just dis, disconnected and you just want to go have fun and have a good time, you generally don't have a lot of patience with things that go wrong mm -hmm. because you're like, man, I'm on vacation. Why is this going wrong? So we've got that comfort mindset. Uh huh. But uh, but we need to understand that we're always going to be living in a spiritual warfare. Wow. Because as leaders, the enemy's kingdom is going to attack us and try to try to take us out and. And so we have to have that combat mindset. And I've told people, you know, people, soldiers who are in active duty combat in war zones, they're not shocked. Right. Come under attack. Right. They're not, they're not totally, they're like, they're not saying, why God am I being attacked? They know that there's attacks that are going to come and they have prepared themselves for those attacks. And we have to have that mindset that, that not that, you know, that we're just, we love our comfort zone. We do. I do. Uh, but the fact is that God pulls us out of our comfort zone mm -hmm. so many times because facing adversity, overcoming resistance, for instance, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people that I'm talking to right now go to the gym and work out. Mm -hmm. I understand. How do you, how do you get stronger when you overcome the resistance of weights mm -hmm. in, the, in the gym? Your muscles get stronger and stronger and stronger if you overcome the resistance correctly mm -hmm. to avoid injury. Well, in life, 
we have to overcome the resistance that we face the right way as well to avoid injury to our emotions and to our spirit. But we also get stronger and stronger and stronger the more resistance that we overcome. And God uses those things. He doesn't cause them. Many times he does allow them. Right. But he uses them. I mean, you read, th- read through the scripture. Every biblical character that you read about faced yep. adversity mm-hmm. you know, and had to go through storms and had resistance come against them. And God uses that to build us, to build our character, but also to build our strength, to prepare us for the ultimate divine destiny that he has for us. And so we learned that we had to monitor our mindset, that perspective was huge. And then perseverance. We had to commit to never quit. Mm -hmm. I mean, we basically, you know, I've had unanswered questions many, 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 many times as, as pretty much everybody on this, listening to this podcast has had. (laughs) One of the things I realized early on was that generally I was going to have, I was always going to face a fork in the road. Every time I was going to face a fork in the road and one direction would be, I can either get stuck in my unanswered questions and that would lead me to spiritual stagnation mm-hmm. or I could keep walking in faith in spite of my unanswered questions. And that leads to spiritual formation. And so to me, the greatest expression of faith is when we can keep moving forward in the path of God's will, when we cannot comprehend why he is allowing certain things to occur in our life. And so, again, virtually every biblical character in the Bible experienced times of uncertainty. And there's actually an entire chapter uh, in the book. It's called The Certainty of Uncertainty. <laughs> and it's, a, it's, a, it's an entire chapter on the book that, that basically deals with biblical strategies and examples of Bible characters, biblical strategies of how we should deal with seasons of uncertainty. And coming out of the last two and a half years, I don't think there has been a season of uncertainty any greater in our lifetime Yeah, than what we have just navigated. And so, but they're always going to have those opportunities. So we have to, you know, that perseverance and that perspective, those are two of many of the lessons that, that God has taught us. Man, it's funny, Pastor Greg, because as you're talking, almost every other phrase you're saying, I'm taking notes, and every, almost every other phrase you're saying, I'm thinking, man, that's a message. Man, there's a preaching, there's a teaching there. So this book, this book, everybody who's uh, listening, leaning in right now, this book, Standing Strong in the Storm by Greg Davis. Let me just n- name a few chapters here. Wishing for a Nightmare, It's Time to Cross Over, Sent into the Storm, Rough Seas, Under His Feet. The inner storm, man, there is so much wisdom I know that's in this book. I haven't had the pleasure yet of holding the book in my hands, but I've been able to skim through and read a little bit through some chapters. Um, Something came to mind as well before I go to the next question, uh, Pastor Greg, and and I I can't help but think hearing your story, I can't help but think that at some point you, you might have identified and the story of Job may have resonated with you a bit. Uh, Would I be right in saying that? 
Are you following Avail on social media? If you answered no, what are you waiting for? You can enjoy encouraging content, get updates on all our latest resources, and connect with leaders just like you, all from the comfort of your couch. There's no better account to visit in between appointments or over morning coffee. If you haven't found us on Instagram and Facebook yet, look up The Art of Avail and click follow. We can't wait to see you there. Yes, you would. Yeah, uh, I have, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of, uh, I've related to Job in some ways, yeah. uh, but he suffered worse than me because yeah. the, here's the thing about it too. Uh, and I can kind of give the, you know, the little ending of the testimony is at least up to this point, And I've kind of yeah. alluded to it. You know, my son wasn't supposed to lie, live statistically, right? He is 30 years old wow. and actually not only healthy, but athletic. He Come plays on. sports. Um, and my wife who was, not not supposed to live is actually in fantastic health. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, she's not on her medicine anymore that they said she would have to be on for the rest of her life to keep her alive. Uh, and uh, and then my daughter, who was not supposed to live, and if she did, they thought she would never be able to walk, talk, feed herself, any of that stuff. Wow. She is she has finished three years of college. She's twenty two and a half years old. She's engaged to be married, and she is the most beloved employee at the place that she works. And, <laughs> and my cardiologist was astonished after they examined my heart, after the heart attack that almost killed me. Um, he could not find any damage to my heart. Come on. Uh, and the aneurysms, the brain aneurysms that I have are very small and very low risk and those things. So, so God has brought us through. Now we'll say this, you know how, you know how in the, in the new Testament, you, the, uh, let's say Jesus mentions a farmer sowing seed. Uh huh. Yeah. His, his purpose is not to teach us about agriculture. <laughs> not to give us, his purpose is to give us an example that we can envision yeah. so that we can latch on to a kingdom principle. Totally. That was what the Lord showed me needed to happen with this book. So what we've done, what I've done in this book is I have 80 something percent of this book is a very deep dive into the storm story in Matthew chapter 14, where Jesus comes walking on the water to his disciples while they're in their storm. Hmm. And so there's so much treasure. This has been one of my favorite passages for probably at least 15 years. Hmm. So many lessons that God has taught me that have empowered me to navigate through adversity that I believe that the Lord called me to share uh, with people so that they could be empowered by the word. There's so much treasure in that that you have to, now you do have to dig down you know, beneath, beneath, beneath the English language to get to a lot of it. But uh, but uh, it is uh, it, it's super encouraging. And, and we're, we're I'm so glad the book has only been out three weeks uh, at this point uh, as we record this. But uh, already getting wonderful testimonies from people who have been very deeply impacted. A, a lady that lost her husband to covid hmm. was depressed and just torn up and everything. She told me that that after she read this book, that the Lord changed her whole perspective of everything and her wow. depression, her depression went away and uh, joy came back. And so it's just like God wow. is really doing some wonderful things. And we believe that he's called us the morning that the Lord showed me. I know I was supposed to be writing for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but the morning that the Lord showed me that I had to do this was back in 2019. And I was reading Second Corinthians chapter one, verses three and four, which says that we give praise to the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our trouble so that we can comfort Comfort others others with Mm -hmm. the same comfort that God gave us. And the Lord showed me that morning when I was asking him, Lord, I still don't understand, Lord, why? 
why all of this? And he said, every bit of it was the plan from the beginning. Hmm. Build a testimony from which you will be able to minister to many people who are going through hard times. Hmm. And so that is what we feel like God is doing. This is wonderful. Greg, I really feel as I'm, as I'm hearing from you and getting to know you a little bit more, even on this podcast, I, I feel like you are a walking miracle. <laughs> I feel like you and your family are walking miracles. And, and because of that, because of that, I think I know that your voice and your story is so important. What, what would you say? What would you tell someone right now? These last two years have been have been rough for a lot of reasons for different people for various reasons. Yes. But what, what would you tell someone who who would tell you right now? You know what, Greg? You know your you know your story is great and all. But they feel that the storms that they're going through don't have purpose and they feel like they're just needlessly experiencing pain and loss and difficulty and almost almost hopeless. What, what would you say? What would you say to them? Yeah, well, I would say this. Uh, first of all, I believe that we are our, all of our family is walking miracles. But here's the thing. We can't take credit for that. Right. That's that's God. Right. You know, we, we have we did we have learned that we have to partner with God. And that's another chapter in the book. Yes. Partnering with God. Uh, you know, all the miracles that, that the Lord did and, you know, that we see in Scripture, he's always using somebody. He doesn't have to, but he just likes to. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, uh, God always has a purpose. This is this is one of the lessons the Lord told me and, and showed me so many times. God always has a purpose in allowing seasons of adversity to come against us. And that purpose is always in perfect alignment with his main purpose for our life. And that is to be conformed to the image of Christ and to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Nice. Speaking of the word mind, all the battles. I mean, every single pastor, every single preacher, every single minister, evangelist, listen to this podcast knows very well that the mind is a battlefield. Mm hmm. The enemy is always going to attack our thoughts and our emotions. And so we that's why one of the main reasons that I just shared a while ago that we learned we have to monitor our mindset uh, because the enemy is going to try to sneak in through that door. But, uh, but God always has a purpose, and we may not understand it while we're going through the storm, but sometimes it's on the other side of the storm that all of a sudden we are— we are at a place where he shows us what was the purpose. Yeah. But pulling, you know, again, walking with him through the storm, going with him through these times of adversity and doing it his way is what leads us to the pathway of being refined and not ruined. Mm. Uh, and so that's, that's, that's what I would say to people. If you, if you don't see the purpose yet, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. If you don't know the purpose yet, you know, the scripture says in many different places, one of which, you know, in, in Proverbs, don't lean on your own understanding, mm-hmm. you know, keep our eyes on him, keep our trust in him. And so if you, if you don't know the purpose yet, but, but look at this, look at it this way. It could very well be, you know, I've seen, and you have seen anybody in ministry has seen this. How many times have you seen someone go through a very difficult time in life and then have God use them? to yeah. minister to other people who have gone through that. And what we've said is, is so many times, you know what? God is able, if we navigate right through adversity, God is able to take the pain of misery and turn it into the power of ministry. Come on. I mean, he, he is able 
to, to make that miraculous transition. And so it may very well be that whatever, you know, whatever storm we're going through, that God is preparing us. You know, in the Old Testament, I'm sure that after God gave Joseph this dream of, man, I'm going to be elevated and everybody's going to bow down. You know, what Joseph saw as the pit, God saw as prep. Mm-hmm. What he saw as prison, God saw as preparation for the palace. You see, so we have to keep in mind that this is not just about our comfort. It's about becoming everything that God has designed us to be. Uh, one of the other examples in the in the book is, uh, you know, this, the the difference between the uh, pencil lead and the diamond in your in your ring. What's the difference? They're both different forms of the same element, same chemical element, mm-hmm. carbon. So how does why is one of them a cheap pencil lead, and why is one of them a valuable diamond? The thing that transforms that carbon into the diamond is intense heat and pressure over an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we all want to be diamonds for the Lord, but we don't always like the process <laughs> because it's going to it's going to entail some heat and some pressure. But if we keep our focus on him and zoom out and see the big picture, he can help us navigate it. And we can come through on the other side stronger instead of weaker and better instead of bitter. Come on. Preach it. I love it. As we're heading towards the final stretch here, Pastor Greg, um, the, the final chapter of your book, The Other Side, when you've crossed over, can you talk a little bit, bit about that? What needs to occur when you do get to the other side of your storm? Well, it's uh, it, it's actually, it's, it's important what's happening in the process, but what's yeah. going to happen on the other side is that, again, you know, storms are in alignment with, uh, with, God's, uh, with God's purpose and those kind of things. Um, on the other side, for instance, the, the storm that we talked about in Matthew 14, where mm-hmm. the Jesus comes walking, uh, on, on the water, uh, on the other side of that storm, you know, previous to that storm was the feeding of the 5,000. Uh-huh. So they were basically passing out happy meals. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was multiplying them and they were passing them out. Mm-hmm. So that was, I'm sure that was super cool to be able to yep. see that. But on the other side of their storm on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, the scriptures record that every single individual that was brought to Christ was totally healed of every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, every demonic possession. Wow. Think about it this way. Previous to their storm, it was super cool, but it was just about provision. Mm -hmm. After their storm, their faith had been built to a higher level, by the way, during that storm, when the storm was over, was the first time that the Gospel of Matthew records that the disciples worshipped Jesus, and the first time that the Gospel of Matthew records that they declared that he was the Son of God. Hmm. So coming through a storm you don't think you're going to make it through will build your faith to a higher level than it's ever been. But on the other side of that storm, it wasn't just about passing out fish and bread. They were seeing lives changed totally by the power of God working through Christ. And they were a part of that. So God always has something greater in store for us on the other side of our storm. If we keep our eyes on him as we're walking through it, and we just have to be willing to be used in whatever way he has prepared us for on the other side of our storm. 
Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I love, I love the perspective that you are bringing to the storms that we face in our lives, um, Pastor Greg. And I love the fact that we can we can truly find God in the middle of it. Um, I yes. think that's imp- I think that's important. I want I want to have one final question before we talk about how people can connect with you and also how they can get the book. Um, ultimately. How do you hope this book practically helps people, including leaders and pastors out there? Um, well, you know, I just again, I, I, I pray that it will be, you know, by revealing often overlooked mm-hmm. biblical principles uh, that can encourage and empower people to navigate storms in alignment with God's plan and also basically learn how the scripture teaches us to partner with him. See, um, to to, to partner with God's plan for God's purpose. Mm-hmm. So there, and again, the exciting testimonies that are coming. So I'm praying, our prayer is that God is going to use this book. Every author wants their book to be a bestseller. That's, I mean, that, you know, welcome to humanity. But the fact of the matter is, is that what our prayer is every single day is that God will use this book to literally transform people's perspective and, and to change the trajectory of their life by seeing them digging into often often overlooked biblical principles that can empower us to go through hard times and come through healthier than we were mm. on the other side. Yeah. So that's, that's our prayer. That's our prayer. Yeah. Well, I think your prayer <laughs> is going to be answered um, as we have all of our available listeners and viewers kind of leaning in right now. Pastor Greg, how can, what's the best way for people to connect with you to learn more about you, you know, online website, and then also where can they get the book? Okay. Um, well, my website is, uh, is uh, gregdavisonline.com. Mm-hmm. And on there, uh, there's some other encouraging d- devotionals. One of the things that's, that's going on, I've, I've been keeping a devotional journal since 1988, and there's so much treasure that the Lord has showed me. Wow. That has helped me helped me to navigate all of this stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a whole lot of this book that was born in my devotional journal, you know, years ago. Uh, but so gregdavisonline.com is the website, and they can connect there, and they they could either sign up for a weekly devotional if they want, or there's mm-hmm. other little devotional things there, whatever, and they can actually purchase the book from my website. Great uh, there, uh, they can you know look me up on on Facebook or whatever. My Instagram. Uh, account name is uh, all lowercase. It's Greg underscore Davis underscore CC because I started that account when I was pastoring Cornerstone Church. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, they can, you know, do that and they, they can, but they can buy it on the website. They can, they can, you know, it's available on Amazon. It's available mm-hmm. on Barnes and Noble, their website, uh, Books of Millions website. Um, and, uh, and they're also, they could go to a, to a, 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 a website, standingstronginthestorm.com uh takes them directly to the publisher and uh and and they can buy buy the the book basically there's a study guide that come that is available as well and there's also a masterclass video series uh that some churches are using as uh as small group studies and things like that uh but all of that is available uh either on on my website or on that standingstronginthestorm.com website that's wonderful. You heard it, everybody. Leaders, leaders, pastors, uh, Christian leaders, go to gregdavisonline.com. Connect with Pastor Greg. Uh, get your hands on this book. Maybe the Lord puts on your heart 
to get this book for some people in your congregation, to some people in your family or friends uh, who are maybe going through a storm of life who need to be encouraged. Check it out, gregdavisonline.com. Uh, Greg, just to finalize, you also have written uh, an article in our in one of our recent Avail editions. I want to talk about the Avail Journal. The Avail Journal is one of the premier Christian yes. leadership journals of the of the moment. Uh, do you enjoy uh, getting the Avail Journal? Yes, absolutely. And I was I was uh, so honored uh, when when they uh, asked me to write that art that article in there, which is essentially uh, same, same subject matter as the book. Uh, and those kind of things. And there's a, there's an ad in there for, it. but yeah, avail is avail avail journal is incredible. It's incredible leadership. <laughs> hey everybody, availjournal.com. You can get a free annual subscription. Uh, it'll be on us for the first year. They come out quarterly, uh, the avail journal, Christian leadership resources that are going to help you. Uh, it's a type of magazine. You don't want to throw away. It feels good. It looks good. The content is strong for all of you Christian leaders out there, all you pastors out there, availjournal.com. Hey, can we close off with a final nugget? Just one last thing from your heart for all of our leaders. Absolutely. I just want to encourage pastors right now and leaders in Matthew 14, the story of the storm. One of the, some of the, there's a couple of lessons that I want to share here. There's a bunch in the book, but here's one of them. One of the things that, that the Lord taught me was that if you're in the middle of the storm, because you followed his plan and followed his will, then he's, he's got, he's got a purpose for it. And nothing can keep Jesus from coming to the aid of his people in their storms, even if he has to override the laws of nature. Come on. He came walking out on the stormy seas. And the greatest threat to those disciples was not the wind. It was the waves crashing into their boat that could sink that boat. Hmm. And so another, another little nugget here is this. Jesus came walking on their greatest threat. Hmm. Everything they were afraid of was under his feet. Wow. He was dominating the things that were threatening them. And that's exactly what he continues to do to this day. No matter what we're afraid of, no matter what's threatening us, no matter what resistance, what obstruction, what storm, he can walk all over it and he can bring you through it to the other side. And if you keep your eyes on him, you will get through to the other side to much greater things. Woo! Hashtag drop the mic, Pastor Greg. Great, <laughs> great wisdom. I love this. I, I'm going to put some music back here because I'm excited. Come on, everybody. We've been hearing Pastor Greg Davis. The book is Standing Strong in the Storm, Cultivating Resilience in Times of Trouble. The leader is Pastor Greg Davis. You got to get the book. Go to gregdavisonline.com. Pastor Greg, on behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martine Van Tilburg, our whole Avail leadership team and family, we just want to say we thank you. We honor you, Greg. Thank you for allowing the Lord to use you, and we bless you and your family. Thank you so much. I am honored and so glad to be connected with the wonderful people uh, with, with Avail. It is an amazing group of people. Thank you, sir. Hey, I hope leader, pastor... Christian influencer. I hope that you've been blessed and encouraged by this Avail podcast episode with Greg Davis. My name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, aka Iglesia Vertical in South Florida, and your host here on the Avail podcast. We'll catch you next time as we keep learning about the art of leadership. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Greg Davis. You can connect with Greg at gregdavisonline.com. 
For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.